Everybody, I'm Eric, and today I watched NXT TakeOver War Games and WWE Survivor Series 2017, which took place on November 18th and 19th, 2017. These shows were friggin' awesome. Well, mainly War Games was friggin' awesome from top to bottom. Oh my gosh, so freaking good. So freaking good. Uh, well, there's a couple of like iffy moments but those can be overlooked very easily whereas there were some awesome awesome matches on survivor series but uh much larger moments that were head scratchers i guess we'll see where they go from here but uh i'm gonna try to go off of everything mostly from memory um let's get let's get it pulled up here so i at least remember all of the matches so cassius ono versus versus lars sullivan uh i missed parts of this match and this is <laughs> this is not this is not the uh it brought up the movie starring matthew broderick um war games but uh let's see oh yeah okay. yeah yeah so we had Cassius Ono versus Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan won. I was not, I was not surprised by that, and I did miss most of the match because uh, I was having streaming issues. And you know, it, this this was kind of like a I wouldn't say a filler match, but it it was. Uh, There's a, a very short build up for this match. A uh, brief segment two weeks ago, and then. Uh, uh, interaction last week after a match featuring Lars Sullivan. Um, so it wasn't nearly as built up as all of the other matches on this show, but uh, it was still pretty fun. And congratulations to Lars Sullivan for a win and for a takeover debut. That's pretty cool. Uh, speaking of takeover debuts, Velveteen Dream. Holy crap. This match was incredible. Velveteen Dream versus Aleister Black. First of all, Dream's pants win the best pants of the year or the decade or the century award. Uh, yeah, I hope he does that every takeover. But it made sense for this. This whole story between these two, well, it's kind of, it's pretty one-sided until he finally, okay, Aleister Black wins. But... Velveteen Dream also wins because he finally gets acknowledged. He finally says his name. He says, enjoy infamy. Velveteen Dream. So that was kind of cool. That was pretty cool. There are some freaking awesome uh, moves in this match. Uh, a, a, a crazy DDT, modified DDT from, uh, from Velveteen Dream. I'm calling it the Dream DT. I don't know what uh, the official name for it, if there is one yet, but I think they should call it the Dream DT. Maybe, maybe. Uh, let me pull up the. No, it's TIW podcast. My feet. I I live tweeted. I did not live tweet uh, Survivor Series, 
but I did live tweets um, takeover. And uh, let's see, what did I have to say about good old Velveteen Dream and Alistair Black? Um, okay. Oh, yeah. That's right. Lars was kind of getting his butt handed to him until Ono decided to kick him in the face a few times. And it would appear that Lars Sullivan gets his energy from being kicked right in the face. In the face. Not the face. And the face. Um, okay. Yeah, so there's so much stuff that's hard to explain. Especially about Velveteen Dream and Alistair Black. That one of the best, uh, not the best moments, but a great moment was when... They both just sat there and looked at each other and trying to explain that. It's like, just trust me. It was really cool because his thing is sitting down. Like, what? What do you mean his thing is sitting down? Like, it's it's like a really cool way of sitting down. Not really a cool way, but it's like an intimidating way of sitting down. But that doesn't make sense. You know, it's just trust me that it was cool. You have to see it. Um... Oh, there is also a super kick into a cover from Velveteen Dream that uh, I said it was smooth as hell or smooth as velvet. And he hits that super kick and then goes right into a cover. It was it, it was a thing of beauty. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, those are all my notes for the, for that match. Uh, we had the, the quadruple threat, the fatal four-way for the women's championship. I was rooting for um, uh, either Peyton or Nikki Cross to win, but uh, Ember Moon won. And, I, you know, I'm fine. I, yeah, I wanted any of I, – I didn't mind whoever won because all four of them are awesome uh, for their own reasons. And, yeah, it was a great, great match. All kinds of double moves. Um there is a double insane elbow, although the argument has been made that Nick uh, Peyton had Nikki Cross pinned that entire time that she was getting set up for it. But the argument could also be made that uh, because the ref wasn't counting it, that uh, that that Nikki didn't waste any energy kicking out because there's no reason to kick out if if there wasn't uh, a count happening. Um, there's also a, a crossbody from Nikki Cross, a Nikki Crossbody, to all three of her opponents. That was an awesome moment. And then there's also a double eclipse to um, Peyton and Nikki Cross. I think it was to those two. Or is it to Ky Kyrie? Oh, I think it was to Peyton and Kyrie. Kyrie got the heck out of there. And whatever it was, Peyton got pinned, but that's okay. We're going to get a rematch between these two, and I'm excited to see that. Um, I, I am a little bit disappointed that Peyton isn't champion, uh, but soon enough. I don't think we're going to get another like year-long reign or anything like that because that would be a little bit crazy because all three, all three of her opponents proved that they are also worthy of this championship, and I don't think it will hurt Ember Moon uh, at all, as long as she gets a few wins before then, of course. If she loses it in her very next match, then yeah, that's that's no good. 
Um, and then we had Drew McIntyre versus Andrade Cien Almas. Drew's uh, kilt was freaking badass. And then the way he removes it, um, yeah, a little bit. Uh, it, it was pretty intense. Pretty intense. Um, there is a, an attempted Hurricane Rana. Actually, there are two attempted Hurricane Ranas. The second attempt was successful from uh, Zelina Vega. And that's what I was hoping for because her interaction lately, her interference lately has been hands-on and it's been pretty great. Although, okay, I wish that the match had ended after, okay, for, <laughs> I keep saying okay, um, for a couple of reasons. Well, for the excitement of the match, I thought it would have been better to have ended after her successful interference when... Uh, almost goes outside, grabs the the championship, and is like holding it up. The ref is yelling at him, and she hits that uh, that Hurricane Rana, that like short, that low altitude. What what do they call it? Is it like a ah? There's another name for it, uh, other than what I've been calling it. If almost had won after that maneuver, after that trick, it would have been perfect. Like the the perfect trick, uh, the perfect move to do it, hit the hammerlock DDT uh, out of that, and there you go. He wins. But it went on for a couple more minutes after that, um, which kind of dragged for me, plus plus the move that ended up injuring Drew McIntyre uh, was the finisher, the actual finisher for the match, whereas if they finished it earlier, I mean... It's not like they planned him to get injured by that move. But uh, if they had finished it where it was the best place to finish it, in my opinion, then he also wouldn't have gotten injured. And it would have been a pretty perfect win. His How excited he is and elated he is. What's elated? Um, was was great. So he drops the championship. He is so excited. It's pretty funny. Um so, uh, yeah, I thought this was a great match uh, ever since, well, ever since uh, acquiring a new a manager, not a new manager, but a manager in general, uh, almost has getting, been getting better and better and better. And I am looking forward to see where it goes from here, uh, unfortunately, with that bicep torn. Uh, Drew McIntyre looks like he'll be out of the picture for a little while, but... That might also be a good thing that uh, he doesn't need. Th- this guy is a friggin' uh, god. Adonis. Like, he looks like he should be fighting uh, monsters that have been summoned from hell. And, like, just totally just tearing them apart. Uh, not wrestling uh, mere mortals in a wrestling ring. That that's just my opinion. He he mostly looks like he's Aquaman or something, but um Yeah, he's uh I, I think the next time we see him will probably be beating up the likes of um AJ Styles to try to uh take that WWE championship. Or not, I don't know, whatever. Okay, then we had the in, most insane match of the year. Absolutely. Oh, wait, the best match of the night was, I thought, 
was Alistair Black versus Velveteen Dream. But the most insane and ridiculous and absolutely bonkers and violent in the blood everywhere, mostly Alexander Wolf's blood. The War Games match, holy crap. I don't even want to go through like all my notes for it. Uh, okay, there were a couple of things. O'Reilly doing his thing, hitting himself in the the, the head with the chair, uh, with it bouncing off the ropes. He missing his opponent and then hitting the ropes and hitting himself in the head. That made me laugh so friggin' hard. Um, uh, there were complaints that about there not being a roof on this cage, and I wasn't too worried about it. Then again, I. I don't think I've actually seen any other War Games matches. Maybe one. Maybe one or two. But I don't remember them at all. And, you know, I don't have that emotional connection to the roof or anything. But it was easily solved. They added one more rule that if you escape, then you forfeit for your team. So that totally fixed it because nobody escaped. Nobody got it forfeited. Nobody climbed outside of the cage. And if there was a, a roof, Two of the greatest, not most exciting. One of them not so good because it totally busted open Alexander Wolf's head, and we got about half of his blood all over the ring. But um, we had a that super German plex, German suplex off of the uh, off the top um, from Alexander Wolf into two tables. Ridiculous! Busted his head open. Oh, I I really hope that he's okay. I haven't seen any reports that he's really not okay, but also nothing that specifically says that he is okay. So I don't know, but uh, that was amazing, and it wouldn't have been possible with a roof on there. And then that uh, superplex off the top um, between Roddy Strong and Adam Cole. Uh, Roddy Strong delivered a superplex to Adam Cole off the top into all the rest of everybody. And, uh, yeah, that was a great misdirection, not even a misdirection, but like you, you see that super German suplex into those tables and you think, okay, well that was it. That's what I've been waiting for with, uh, <laughs> he did bring in those tables. Damn it. Killian Dane. You killed your teammates by bringing in all those weapons. That was another thing with the timed entrances, sanity coming in last. And then they st- Killian just starts loading up all the weapons into the door without entering first. Because once you get inside, you can't leave. But he hadn't gotten inside yet. So a loophole. Loophole. And the other guys were probably thinking, like, crap, we could have had weapons this whole time. Could have been totally dominating. And uh, it wasn't quite, uh, it didn't quite work in their favor. As Sanity did not win. One of their teammates almost died. And uh, they they lost. I, that's the same thing as the first point I had. But uh, yeah, the, you you see that German suplex through those tables, and you think, oh well, that's that's it. But then Adam Cole is <laughs> a little slinking along the wall, the top of the wall. There ends up in the corner. Roderick climbs up after him, and we get a second high flying maneuver not high flying but from high altitude maneuver ah it was it was it was great and i don't mind that you know i i could see i i didn't really care who won this match i just wanted to be really entertaining to watch the entire journey and it was and uh adam cole got the pin he pins 
Did he pin Roderick? I think so. And uh, yeah, the Undisputed Era is in here. It's here to stay and whatnot. Um, and I was kind of uh, hoping that we'd see them invade Survivor Series the next night, especially because Kevin Owens, who is disgruntled, not happy with not being on Survivor Series. Uh, he was in the audience for TakeOver and had an Undisputed Era shirt on under his jacket. So I was like, ah, you got me there. You got my hopes up. Uh, they did not interfere. Sammy and Kevin did interfere, but it was like, it was kind of lame. They didn't have an actual effect on the outcome. They had a very, very temporary effect. I guess it did end up getting Randy Orton eliminated because Shane was just standing over there on the ramp with a chair waiting for them to come back or something. Making sure they don't come in and fear. No, get back over there. Take the chair with you. Ah, uh, it was. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. The last like 10 minutes. I don't even know if it was the whole 10. It felt like 30 minutes after um, it, it, it came down to Randy and Shane. It just like took forever. Um, and it was all like the only new person in there is Braun Strowman. Luckily, he ended up with the best um action of the of that match but uh we'll talk about that in a minute on the kickoff show i sort of saw the very first match i didn't pay too much attention elias versus matt hardy elias won that's amazing okay going back takeover war games freaking fantastic watch it watch it again i'm gonna watch it again at some point just have it on the background on loop Okay, so uh, the kickoff show, we had Elias versus Matt Hardy. Elias won. We had Enzo Amore and Kalisto fighting for the Cruiserweight Championship. Enzo Amore won and retained that. Um, I would love to see Mark Andrews challenge Enzo Amore um, for that Cruiserweight Championship. They had a brief, very brief interaction there on 205 Live last week. Or was it two weeks ago? Uh, that'd be awesome to see. Uh, Mark Andrews as Cruiserweight Champion. Because he has such freaking awesome, awesome moves. Uh, and then we had th this match I did not pay attention to much at all because it happened like right when I got to Matt and Aaron's house uh, to, to watch the rest of the show. And I don't remember anything from it. Uh, they were kind of Upset about having to face these these goons, these clowns. But uh, Kevin and Sammy defeated Brizongo. And then later on, they interfered with the, with the Survivor Series match. Somewhat successfully, I guess, but not in a very entertaining way. Uh, we had the opening match of the show, which... Uh, okay, both of the tag team matches on the main show, I thought... Dragged a lot in the beginning, but then picked up and were pretty awesome in the second half of each. Uh, the Shield versus the New Day. Dean Ambrose uh, got the win uh, by pinning Kofi Kingston. And uh, there are some really awesome triple maneuvers. Uh, like, uh, let's see, there's a three-man totem, totem pole 
of the new day uh oh well one of them wasn't on the 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 the, the last person or the first person to attack he jumped over the uh piggyback guys and then um xavier did a maneuver off of no it was big e off did, did a big splash off of xavier's shoulders that was all pretty cool um and then there's some other triple uh triple uh team action that was nice to see but earlier in the match it was like oh unicorn stampede and then unicorn stampede and then the shield does their unicorn well they did theirs first and it's like is this all of the triple this this is all it means i guess come on come on now but anyway uh it uh, dean ambrose won the match as i had mentioned and it was pretty exciting yeah the, the second half was great uh then we had the women's survivor series match alicia fox sasha banks bailey asuka and naya Jax versus becky lynch naomi carmella natalia and tamina Becky Lynch eliminated first. Come on. What the heck? She was barely even in the match. Uh, that's the only thing I'm really upset about in this match. Um, but we did get a two-on-one against Asuka at the end. And I guess it did make more sense for that to be Natalia and uh, Tamina. As opposed to like Becky and Naomi. Because Becky and Naomi would have been able to work together pretty well and stand a great chance against Asuka. But instead to have two people who are not uh, necessarily friendly to each other and also not uh, the most dominant in the division uh, individually. Um, well, I guess technically Natalia was just women's champion. But anyway, Asuka two-on-one took care of business she got a total of three eliminations in this match i believe and uh and she got the win so congratulations asuka i am very glad that uh she's she's still looking awesome she's looking awesome cat sorry uh we had the united states champion baron corbin versus intercontinental champion the miz the baron corbin defeated the miz with a uh, end of days there's some attempts to interfere by the Miz Tourage, um but they were uh they didn't they didn't work obviously uh we also had smackdown tag team champions the usos versus the raw tag team champions cesaro and sheamus now this match had some really cool stuff the coolest part and this is the only specific thing because i can't remember the other stuff exactly but the the coolest part was when uh one of the usos was diving over the top rope to the outside and as he did that he tagged his brother and like that was i'm sure it's happened before in some form but i don't remember seeing it and it was really well executed and it was freaking freaking awesome and uh there's some other other really cool stuff that happened in there too but again the beginning of the match uh kind of slow kind of nothing really happening um is the last half or even the last third that's really worth watching there uh so the the usos won did they win last survivor series let's check because they they faced each other last time and uh let's see 
Oh, that's right. It was uh, five tag teams versus five tag teams. Um, so it wasn't exactly the same. But they still ended up facing each other at the end, I think. Um, anyhow. Moving on. We have uh, women's champion Charlotte Flair versus women's champion Alexa Bliss. Charlotte Flair defeated her with the figure eight. And uh, uh, one of my favorite moments from this match was the, um, what was it? Uh, We thought we were going to get Twisted Bliss off the top by Alexa, but instead she came down one rope and uh, hit insult to injury off the ropes. That was, that was pretty cool. I don't know if we've seen that. At least we haven't seen it on the main roster for sure. Maybe we have we have seen that in NXT, but that was a, a nice mix, uh, a, a nice change of pace for that. And then uh, we also did get to see Twisted Bliss, but Charlotte got her legs up just in time, and that spelled the end for Alexa. Uh, so congratulations to Charlotte, and I think Alexa still looks pretty awesome because she pulled off some really cool moves, and uh, yeah. And I kept yelling at the the screen whenever Charlotte would start to set up for a moonsault. Like, don't do it. Every time you do it, you lose. Stop. And I can't remember if she actually did hit a moonsault at all. Um, oh, there was a uh, crap. Who's who did that amazing moonsault earlier in this match? Yes, Almas. He had a moonsault to the outside in their match and that was pretty pretty awesome okay up next we had another champion versus champion match brock lesnar versus aj styles brock lesnar beat the hell out of aj at first but then uh aj finally started to wear brock down (laughs) not really wear him down but like survive well brock got worn down and uh, some incredible offense from AJ once he is finally able to get a little bit of leverage on him. Um, this match was really good. It was really good. The, the calf crusher, probably the most convincing instance of that, that Brock was just friggin' yelling his head off uh, from the pain of it. And, uh, yeah, the, 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 the story of this match was great. And it all made sense. The targeting of Brock's skinny little chicken leg made a lot of sense. Uh, and then the catching, ultimately catching AJ as he's attempting a second pheno- a springboard phenomenal forearm um, into the F5. That was a pretty solid finish. Makes sense. AJ is was incredible in this match. One of the best Brock Lesnar matches i i think i've i've seen possibly ever and uh you know it wasn't just oh 30 seconds completely destroy the other person it was a really good match match of the night absolutely um otherwise moment of the night or the move of the night oh i already talked about him uh my move of the night was the uh the tag while jumping over the ropes 
And then also a uh, notable mention was Alexa's insult to injury off the, off the ropes. Uh, I was disappointed that uh, Carmella did not cash in. It would have been really cool to see her do that either on the defeated. Well, Charlotte wasn't completely out of commission, but she, uh, oh yeah, it was last week after the match. She was like, Natalia just beat the crap out of me. It wasn't uh, nearly the same. Didn't seem, seem like she was that as beat up after this match. But uh, it would have been really cool to get that cash in. But we'll have to wait a little bit longer. Maybe after the new year. So that there's it's spaced out from the unsuccessful Baron Corbin cash in, I guess. But uh, yeah, I was, I was really hoping that would happen. I also thought it would be really cool if she cashed in on Alexa. And won the championship off, off of her. And then we have Asuka going after Carmella, which could work. And you don't have to... I don't know. Whatever. We still wait. I still wait patiently for Carmella to cash in. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. I forgot to talk about this on TakeOver. There were a couple of moments that seemed like uh, people were going to kiss. And they didn't. The first one was Peyton Royce's entrance. Billy Kay, like, grabs her hand and, like, gets her to come back over to her. And she, like, puts her hand on her face and stuff. And then they they just trade words and then Billy Kay leaves. And then the other moment was right before the finish of the War Games match that uh, Roderick Strong and Adam Cole, they've been laid out. And that's uh, the the insanity of the whole match, and uh, they're they're in a lockup. They're like struggling to get on their feet, face to face, and uh, you could you could tell there's a little bit of a spark there. But they they ended up just just beating each other up instead of um, instead of kissing there. Okay, the the final match. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura, I felt like looked the best out of everyone uh, until he got eliminated first which uh boo boo and then rude was eliminated right after that and then samoa joe is eliminated because he's getting in an argument with finn balor and then finn balor was eliminated and so he ended up with kurt angle and triple h and braun Strowman versus versus shane mcmahon and Randy Orton and then Kevin and Sammy interfere and Shane goes after them with a chair. Well, he attacks, hits them with the chair a few times. And uh, so Randy gets eliminated. And so it's three on one triple H Braun Strowman. Kurt Angle versus Shane McMahon. It's like, this is, ridiculous it would be insane if shane won he tried to put up a fight and it is it is pretty ridiculous that the only way that he did get eliminated was that triple h decided to interfere and turn on kurt angle so that kurt got eliminated uh he's hit by a pedigree of course uh, we, uh braun is is the audience surrogate from this point onward that he's like what is happening what's going on here and he thinks 
like is Triple H now going to get pinned himself by Shane or what's going on is he suddenly on team smackdown he doesn't have a raw shirt it is red but it doesn't say raw on it but uh he he pedigrees Shane and I think was did Braun pin him I don't remember but Okay, so Team Raw wins, even though Kurt was eliminated. It's the, the drama of it, whatever. Uh, but the best thing about it is that after they won, that Braun, he, he, he lets Triple H have it. Friggin', oh man. I I don't remember the specifics of it. I just know how it made me feel. And it's, it's so satisfying to see him just lay into triple h he's like you will never play this game again it's awesome awesome and uh yeah for the weirdness leading up to that whatever but the Braun getting the last word and the last moves power bombing triple h just destroying him that aspect of it was pretty cool so uh I'm recording this after Raw. I saw some spoilers. I didn't see any spoilers about Braun or Triple H or Kurt Angle. So at least I still have that to not be surprised by. So I'm looking forward to, to, to watching all of the fallout from Survivor Series on all of the shows and, and, and War Games. Um, well, this, week, this week's episode of NXT uh, was the opening matches of War Games. Uh, so we had... Um, Gargano versus Pete Dunne and then another match I'm not sure what the other match was oh I think it was Ruby Riot versus um, Sonya Deville um, something like that so I'm looking forward to seeing those I'm looking forward to seeing the fallouts on Raw and Smackdown and uh, stay tuned for week 47 where I'll talk about all of that so what was your favorite match of the weekend I think my favorite Oh, that's tough to say. My favorite match, my top three. Not, maybe not in this order. AJ versus Brock. Aleister Black versus Velveteen Dream. And the War Games match. Top three matches of the weekend. They're all freaking great. Um, what were your favorites? Let me know by tweeting me at TIW Podcasts. Go to todayiwatched.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, Please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review on iTunes, and support the show even more at patreon.com slash today I watched. Stay tuned for week 47 of WWE 2017. And uh, that's all for now. Bye. Mm-hmm.